Yunmi Her created the installation Natural Individuals in 2020 for the Jack Straw New Media Gallery. As you get into this space, uh, you can hear a small running water sound. You turn to the right side. Uh, a virtual reality had hardboard viewers and three audio headsets placed under three shelves on the left corner of the front wall. And on the right side of the bottom shelf, I attached a QR code for a viewer to install my VR application. To experience, you need a VR and audio headset. And you need to activate the application on your Android smartphone and put your phone in the hardware viewer. And you can see a very dark room with very small right hole, and you can hear the waterfall sound in there too. And when you look around, you can find the waterfall sounds is from the direction of the white hole. As you look at the hole, the holes becomes larger gradually, and a point with waterfalls come into view. So you can see the waterfalls uh, when you look at the hole because the hole is a, becomes a larger. So this is interactive with your gaze. And later you are going to chase a ladybird and take her journey to find the real ladybird in fake ladybird images. <laughs> And the next of the QR code, I mean the right side of the QR code, the long shelves are along the gallery wall. The height of the shelves is about three feet, and the color is a very light gray. I placed 28 sculptures on the long shelves. The sculptures have two colors, a clear and white, and size is very varied, but the average size is just like an other's fist. And on the walls above each sculpture, I attached a sheet of paper listing web addresses under each title. Sculptures are also generated by internet search. There are various scriptures uh, such as conchi shell, ammonite, uh, ladybird, grasshopper, butterfly, etc. in the gallery space. And I will give you an example from conchi shell to help you understand their work process. First of all, I searched the conchi shells on Google and sold out real conchi shell images in fake country shell images such as shell oil or earrings uh, shaped like country shell or really bad quality image or unknown images like that. So I need to uh, sort out some real country shells that I went from the lots of fake country shell images. So this process looks like uh, the VR uh, content scenes, uh, which viewers are trying to find the lost ladybird in fake ones. So 
um, once enough country shells images are collected, I put them in the algorithms, transferring 2D object to 3D one. So the and then the software that try to to so recognize the angles of all country shells images and align them three dimensional. But the output is not perfect three dimensional objects on all and angles. And some part of the object even doesn't look like country shells. So so looks like a, a part of uh, country shells that doesn't look like country shell at all. Every day that we use the internet and then we search it, lots of uh, data from internet and then believe the output of data um, <laughs> on the internet. So we can uh, find most of information from internet nowadays. So, but uh, the reasons I could not get complete three-dimensional country shells through internet is internet image data is created by people. So people have an uh, expected shape or features of object. So we have a uh, necessary part of objects to recognize it. Uh, you can find very uh, clear part, the clear coin in the front part of a country shell sculpture. But the rest part is really far from the real country shell shape. That means is the cone shape is the most important part to recognize the country shells and then you don't care about the rest part. We are as I believe internet data have most of information is ob object, and the information from it is very objective, but it's actually is a biased. So due to the insufficient morphological information on internet, or people's morphological understanding about object, uh, the generative scriptures have empty space or are mutated. The seats of a paper shows where I collected images to create the object. So there is a lot of uh, web addresses under paper, but even the, from the lots of data, uh, my 3D object is not perfect. Yunmi came to the Jack Straw Studios to talk with me about this project and its origins and influences. From 17th century cabinets of curiosity, to 21st century information technology. When we see stuff on the internet, even though we know we should be thinking critically about it, we're still totally biased in terms of what comes through our feeds, what we find, etc. So what was the inspiration to include that theme of bias? And how does that theme intersect with that other inspiration of the cabinet of curiosities? So cabinets of curiosities were developed during the 17th and 18th centuries and are widely considered precursors to the modern museum. The collections are comprised of musical instruments, artwork, 
animals, skeletons, gemstones, plants, fruits, just lots of mystery items from exotic locations and other prized possessions and so on, yeah. So actually, it's created by mostly middle-class people at the times, and the Cabinet of Curiosities provided forum to express the people, the one's personal identity, and gain social recognitions. Because, you know, the owners, the collectors, just invite the people and show up so what he has, and then just getting more mysterious item is really helpful uh, to build his reputations uh, better, you know. But, you know, the actually the, what I was interested in was is actually today's the modern museums the system is a very classified. I think that as the museums uh, classify the lots of collections uh, better and systemically, so we consider that the museums uh, research the more and knows about collections and more or like that. And then what I'm interested in was in contrast to the systematic classification and interpretation practices, cabinets of curiosities that were celebrated for collections of ambiguity and illegality. So that was a re- really interesting part to me. So you have these cabinets that were originally about an individual collector, and then you have this concept of the private pond. How does that private pond relate to the cabinet through this installation? Okay, the private pond uh, in individuals' front yard is also interesting to me because it seems like a very middle-class <laughs> thing. I think maybe I'm uh, doing uh, the middle-class uh, collections owners uh, was doing at the times. <laughs> I used uh, the internet to collect the very uh, uh, ambiguity or mystery collections. And I think the, the private point in individuals' of front yard is very interesting that, you know, Yes, you're right. So it's the pawn's identity is very unclear because whether it's private or public, uh, like the cabinet of curiosities, identities. So people uh, collect plants and flowers and pebbles uh, to build their own point and want it to be seen so like uh, the collector of a cabinet of curiosities wanted to be acknowledged socially. Yeah, so very they are very similar. In your description of the project, you also talk about the way that an object loses its identity. And we certainly see the loss of that identity in those sculptures that you made. But can you talk more about the way an object loses its identity once it's collected? Is that because it's taken out of its environment, almost like an animal in a zoo? or Right. That's what I want to say. <laughs> right. So there are, there are several natural environments that we have represented in our habits. So, I mean, so, you know, 
like、uh, you said, we can come up with the park in the urban space, zoo, safari, aquariums, a、uh, flower pot, garden, and pond, and so on. Are、so、dealing with the natural artifacts, right? So as we bring the nature's environments to our areas, its properties are changed to the artifact. It's not、uh, nature anymore. I think even that idea of the private pond, right? A private pond is most likely something that is man-made. So again, is it still nature? Where is that line? It's very blurry. Right. The the reasons we bring that the, the pond, the nature, because it's nature, but it's not nature, right? So <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'd like to remind the people that to.、Uh, our thinking could be that the human centered, and so what you should keep in mind is that there's not enough information to understand object, and our way to understand object is. Mm, very human centers and not could not consider、uh, the object side, and then but I think maybe just somebody could dispute. It's impossible to to think beyond the limitations of、uh, my human bodies and sense and language. So I cannot help but thinking and understanding of that in my own way as a human being, right? That like that. But however, so what I want is. We need to know that it's a very、uh, big difference between thinking there's nothing I can do more and close any other possibilities、uh, to understand object, and there's more beyond my understanding. I believe my generative scriptures, empty space, and morphological change can show the part of beyond our understanding about object, and we are reminders of what if. Missing in everyday internet experience. So you mentioned that a cabinet of curiosities is a precursor to the modern art museum, the kind of art that you're doing, DX arts and using virtual reality. That's really sort of the new frontier of art, and particularly fine art. So I think it's so interesting that you started with the precursor to the modern museum. And you're also pushing the boundaries of what that modern museum does. Where do you see yourself as an artist along that trajectory? Do you think that eventually modern museums are going to be mostly virtual reality, or do you think it's just a new branch? Actually, that there are many museum experience application VR contents already, and I. In my opinions,、uh, the experience is totally different from the physical museum. And maybe they could be developed, and the content, the real content, could have details and improved. But I think the experience is totally different. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I was in Vienna, and they were doing some sort of virtual reality 3D installation of the works of some famous artist. I think it was Gustav Klimt. It's a very cool thing, but it's certainly not the same thing as being in the same space as a Gustav Klimt painting. <laughs> it's、uh, so appreciating the yeah appreciating the physical physical Gustav Klimt 
uh, Gustav Krimpton's a painting and appreciating the virtual reality painting is a totally different because we are already know that this is a image, <laughs> right? So we just try to choose a closure to the paint, but we are already know that this is not the real the paint. This is a virtual, the simulated paint. So this is another experience related to the pain. So I think image and original, uh, they are both original. <laughs> Just I'm talking about the image, uh, the another existence. Yunmi Her's installation, Natural Individuals, was created through the Jack Straw New Media Gallery Residency Program. Podcast interviewer is Alyssa Keen. Producers are Levi Fuller and Joel Maddox. Engineer is Joel Maddox. Jackstraw Executive Director is Joan Rabinowitz. The Jackstraw Artist Residency Programs are made possible with support from the Seattle Office of Arts and Culture, Four Culture King County Lodging Tax Fund, Washington State Arts Commission, National Endowment for the Arts, Arts Fund, and individual contributors. To learn more about our arts programs and hear more podcasts, visit us at jackstraw.org.